Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Mariah Harrison, the nonprofit and philanthropy coordinator out of the city of Albuquerque. And I'm joined by two incredible gentlemen with me today. Uh, really, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Larry Lincho Espinosa from Red Shovel and Lieutenant David Myers. <laughs> Emphasis <laughs> on the lieutenant. That's funny. <laughs> he is our uh, Albuquerque Fire and Rescue Health and Wellness uh, officer and mm -hmm. also one of the chaplains. Yep. Right. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, stuck in the middle here. So we're just going to start out. I'd love to hear more about where each of you are from and what, what you do and what sort of brought you to the work that you are doing today, whether that's just your full-time job or maybe a little bit more than your jobs, some of your passion projects. Yeah. Uh, Larry, go for it. Wow. Uh, so born and raised, um, grew up in Martinestown, still live in Martinestown. I've only ever lived out of my neighborhood for six months. Mm. Um, what's come to be of this place, man? I've, I've had the opportunity uh, to travel an extensive amount uh, here and a little bit abroad. Um, and there's no place like home. Right. Uh, you cannot find another place uh, that I have been that has the culture, the food, most importantly, the people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, you know, that's really what kind of drives me to do what I do. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm big on community development and how, how can we make this place better? Um, I have a 15 year old daughter and at the end of the day, I want her to be able to say, you know what, this place is great because of stuff that my dad did here and I want to continue that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's powerful. Yeah. Right. Man, how do you follow that up? Yeah. Go for it. You're in tears right now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I think it's the same. Like I was born and raised here, uh, down off of uh, 901 Kentucky, mm -hmm. if you know where that is, International District. Mm -hmm. um, I love this city. I do. I love this city with all my heart. She, does she have problems? Of course, right? right? But just like any other major met metropolitan city, you have issues. When you have a, a big mass of folks, you're going to come up against some issues and, mm -hmm. and some barriers and stuff. And so I don't like to, f to frame those as like, we have problems. I like to, to reframe it and recapitulate it like these are invitations, right? right? To do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Opportunities. And so, uh, you know, like, like Lencho was saying, like I grew up here and when you're, when you're born and raised a certain place, you hate it. I resent this place. This mm -hmm. place sucks. There's mm -hmm. so many other places that are so, so much better and cooler and, right. and more opportunity and, and whatnot. And so I formed a band. We traveled the country and I went everywhere and saw all the places I thought were so much better. And it was amazing, you know? But again, there's no place like home. Right. And, you know, I lived in Denver for a few years and Denver was amazing and still one of my favorite cities to go visit. Right. But I spent half of my life in traffic. Yeah. You don't do that here, yeah. right? Uh, we lived in the Midwest. My God, I, why do people live in the Midwest? I don't understand. Um, 
it's just it's just an, an amazing place. It's got um, so much potential, mm-hmm. and I think that that's that's the key word here. Is it's brimming with potential from um, you know the open space to the folks to just everything about it is it is literally enchanting. And there's not there's no place that that I think matches it um, from the standpoint of pros and cons, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love this place. I want to honor it. I want to cherish it. I want to protect it. And I want to keep, you know, keep it going. Like Lencho mm-hmm. said, hand it to my children mm-hmm. to to do something, you know, that they want to do here. So, right. Yeah, I think uh, I was I was born and raised in Santa Fe and I have a little bit of a sort of chip on my shoulder. But at the same time, growing up there, I didn't recognize how amazing it was. And same thing at the first couple of years I was in Albuquerque. And the longer you're in this place, the more you feel the tangible sort of beauty of it yeah. between the people and the food. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a foodie for sure. Right. <laughs> um, but then th- then there's something that sort of clicks that makes sense for, for at different points in our lives yeah. that says, I believe in this and I, and I want to put effort into it. Right. Right. Absolutely. What's interesting is I had a friend come visit. She's from the East Coast. And she, she gets here and she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so arid. Like it's so brown. It's and I'm like, yeah, it's the desert. Mm-hmm. Like it's straight up the desert. desert. And I said, Where'd you come from? She said, Oh, I just flew in from Baltimore. It's so green there. And I'm like, okay. But is it more colorful? And she's like, What is, what do you mean? Right. Of course it is. And I said, I beg to differ. So I just kind of drove her around and then we actually had to go meet up uh, with a friend outside of Rio Rancho. You drive five minutes out of Rio Rancho. And there's just plateaus and little hills and mountains everywhere. Mm. And uh, there's a little opening. Once you get out of the city, there's an opening on your right-hand side heading down 550. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just opens up with every hue, every color imaginable, right? And I said, more colorful than this? And she goes, I get it, right? And it's one of those aha moments, right? And so I tell people all the time, I'm like, get off the freeways, like go, go experience it, go, go experience the food, mm-hmm. go experience the people. Like that's where the magic is, right? If you're just going to yeah. drive through on the freeway and be like, oh, this place mm-hmm. like, okay, I understand that. But, um, she got it, you know, and that's what I'm after. Like people that understand that aha moment and yeah. like, oh yeah, okay. Making, mm-hmm. making the light come to their eyes. Yeah. More importantly that they're open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you get nothing frustrates more me more than when you get told oh we're on the bottom of this list again or you know we're at the top of this list and it happens to be you know most stolen hyundais or whatever <laughs> whatever that is um all of these reports are done by people that have either never have visited mm. or have never really truly come and experienced our our state and even further, our city to mm-hmm. go really in depth. Um, when you get to really starting to deal, yeah, we may be towards the bottom of education, but come here mm-hmm. and see how many educated mm-hmm. people are here. Um, come here, see the amount of tech, the amount of businesses, the amount of, of high end jobs that are being held here right, right. and try to then tell me, yeah, the reports are going to tell you one thing, mm-hmm. right? but come and experience this and then tell me that the food is not fantastic. The people are not fantastic. That all, that the, the, the people are, are 
you know, last in education right. after you deal with some of them here mm -hmm. and and th and then write your report. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a feeling a lot of the reports would would would, would change once they come and really experience. Well, experience is king, right? Yeah. And context matters. Yeah. Just like neither one of our individual neighborhoods across town is 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 identifies Albuquerque as a city like Old Town does isn't just what we are. Like mm -hmm. The Heights isn't just what we are. And neither are those statistics. Right. Any one of those lists. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Show up and have breakfast with us. Right. <laughs> Red or green. Yeah. I'll buy. You Take, know what? Yeah. I'll buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's go back a little bit more to these formative events. Um, Lincho, can you think of a time in your life? And by the way, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear the origination story of Lincho in your life how you came to be that nickname. Um, but where, where, what does your memory go to when you think about this is, there's, there's more of me that I want to put into the city besides my day-to-day -day work? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so Lencho, Lencho uh, is uh, more of, it's, it's a, a nickname for Lorenzo. Mm -hmm. My dad's Lorenzo and my grandmother, uh, she refused to call me Junior. Yeah. So Lencho is more of like a, a term of uh, endearment from from her that that uh, that I basically have adopted Sweet. and just uh, have always I, I I use Larry for my day to day mm -hmm. in, in the business world. If you get to know me, I prefer if you call me Lencho right. because now there's a familiarity there. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you're more likely to remember Lencho than you are Larry. Oh, and so right. I, you know, I, I go back to the, the and I'm a big footballer, a big soccer guy. So I go back to the days of Pele. Oh, yeah. never, nobody knows that his name was Edgar Dono Samiento, mm -mm. you know, so they know him as Pele. Right. Maradona, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I go back to Lencho, okay. even though I was, I was decent, but I was never great. So well, own it, own it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. The, when did I realize? Um, I don't know, it was probably about 10 years ago. Um, I had this dream of, of bringing professional soccer to Albuquerque. Mm. Um, had been uh, doing a lot of some consulting, um, and consulting primarily for Spanish businesses, trying to help them break that culture, that, that, that language barrier, and, and really kind of start to get into um, more business here. Um, and said, you know what, we, we need a soccer team. Mm -hmm. And uh, had been sharing the idea with a friend of mine by the name of Greg Webb. And uh, he says, do you know Ron? I said, no. You're about yeah. to. And uh, <laughs> he says, you know what, you need to meet Ron Patel. Oh. I said, oh, whatever. Yeah, I, uh, he didn't tell me why. Um, next thing I know, Greg schedules a coffee. And he introduces me to Ron. And he says, Larry, this is Ron. Ron is also looking to start a soccer team. And Ron, this is Larry. His idea is to create a soccer team you as can well. Hear the you, magic music. you guys need to meet. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting in Napoli Coffee, and um, I'm kind of looking at this guy. And Ron's a transplant. He's mm -hmm. originally from England and then comes to us via Arizona. Hadn't been here that long. And if it was anyone in the, in the soccer community, chances are that I would probably know them. I didn't know this guy. Interesting. And so I'm looking at it going, wait a minute, <laughs> who are you trying to start this here? Yeah. So um, contrary to what a lot of, 
I don't want to just say New Mexicans because a lot of people do it in, in business life altogether rather than say, you know what, you go your way, I'll go mine. Mm. We mm. met again the next day, had another cup of coffee, mm. and the Albuquerque soul was born. There you go. Um, and then from that, you know. Say that again. The what was born? Albuquerque soul. Well, tell me more. Yeah. So the Albuquerque <laughs> soul was the semi-professional team um, that played before New Mexico United. Mm. Um, and then... He and I had always had this idea of bringing professional soccer to New Mexico. Where was the Chili's and all this? So the Chili's is a team that I played for 25 years ago. Okay, okay. Um, it took place out of Milne. They were a semi-pro team as yeah. well. There's been a few of them here in town. Mm -hmm. um, but as Ron and I kind of got into it, and we brought in a, an, an investor out of California. We said, you know what? We could really make this go. And um, we had met Peter and... Peter says, I love the idea, but I'm leaving to Spain for a year. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, good luck. I hope you guys, well, it took us that long to get to a point. And then Peter came back and he's like, you know, we had had a couple of other of the majority owners on board and kind of really thinking about it. And the next thing you know, you know, Peter's like, yeah, I want to do this. That's and great. that's how Albuquerque United was born. Mm -hmm. uh, or New Mexico United, rather. Um, and... Uh, it's been it's been a heck of a ride. I, know I I don't work directly for them, but I do a lot of stuff hand in hand with them, and it's been incredible. Um, you know, from that point standpoint, mm -hmm. I after we we did a really good at, we did a really good job of bringing New Mexico United here. We did a really poor job of creating an exit strategy for the Albuquerque Soul. Mm. Um, the two really couldn't coexist in the same space, mm. um, and so. I ended up going a different path. Um, I went to go work for the National Hispanic Cultural Center Foundation for a while. And then when COVID hit, it just didn't work. And uh, mm. I answered a ad in Indeed um, because the owner of Red Shovel said, uh, it said, hashtag coach. It says, if you're a big believer in Vince Lombardi and what he has to do, blah, blah, blah. He says, um, I want to talk to you. And at that point, absolutely caught my attention. And uh, um, took me about a month, but I went back and forth with Kenny. And um, next thing you know, I became part of Red Shovel and 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And, mm -hmm. uh, and here we are. The gentleman that had been kind of director of operations decided he was going to leave. And I told him, you know what? I said, I, I can do this. And so we've really grown Red Shovel to where it is now. And... Mm -hmm. At, at the what at the center of, of Kenny's heart is servitude, which aligns with what I believe in, mm. um, and so we we make this work as 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 we do to mm. try to make uh, make that an avenue to raise good men, and how best we can serve Albuquerque. Mm. So um, and the hopes are to grow it well past these four these four borders. Right. So. Yeah. There's so many things. I, first, I want to thank you because I just re-upped my season tickets. <laughs> so, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> so thanks. Uh, what, what? Um, in a nutshell, you said you're raising good med and, and you're part of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Um, mm -hmm. What ultimately is Red Shovel? Tell, tell just a little bit about the business. So uh, Red Shovel is a full-service landscape company. Um, within one business, basically, or six different divisions really mm -hmm. we do everything from maintenance to applications those are the guys that go 
you know, they, they spray the weeds, they uh, apply fertilizers, um, basically those big trunks with those big trucks with barrels around right. that go driving around. Um, we have a full service irrigation department. Um, what we really have become really good at is what's called the cleanup. So if you want to, you know, maintain your yard yourself, but a couple of times a year it becomes a little bit out of hand, mm -hmm. you call us, we go in and we get it down to a base for you. Mm. Um, and then um, uh, we have a construction department as well. And then uh, in order that we're not a seasonal company and when you find good employees, it becomes important to hold on to them. Um, the owner was so forward thinking that he, we are also the largest uh, Christmas light and decoration installer in the state of New Mexico. Um, so we keep the guys busy putting up Christmas lights and, and decorations in, through the cold months and then everything starts all That's over crazy. again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to highlight that piece of your culture. It's Thank just you. like that, the forward thinking idea and, and the servitude and it's bigger than than the work itself. It, 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 and that's Albuquerque, right? Mm. That, it, it, everything, all that we do, that, and David and I talk about this all this, this is this is not about, you know, Albuquerque Fire right. and Rescue and, and David right. Myers. This is not about Red right. Shovel and Larry Espinosa. Right. This is about Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. Like how do we how do we make this place so great that it catches the attention of you know, my goal, and I had told David this, I don't think I've ever told anybody else, I want them to come do an NBC News World Report on the guys from Albuquerque that started something that just took off. Yeah. All right, so. it's been put out to the universe now. There it is. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> next year, next year we'll, we'll be doing this with uh, bigger cameras on board. Right on. Yeah. Okay. I, you got to follow that again. Oh, my gosh. Um... I think I think Lincho is touching upon some important things that I think are so vastly important to what Albuquerque is mm -hmm. that won't make any list, good mm, or bad. Right. And it's the brilliance of her people and her and the interconnectedness of her people. Uh -huh. And I say this all the time too. I feel like I talk ad nauseum about um, the uniqueness that is Albuquerque, right? And this is what I discovered when I was traveling, um, everybody knows everybody here. Right. It's not everybody. even three degrees. No. And if, it, and if it's, if you don't know that person, you're one degree of separation. Right. So again, to the point of meeting Ron Patel and starting, you know, helping start the United and all of that stuff. Like those are Albuquerque stories mm -hmm. that you can't do anywhere mm -hmm. else. So you, you know what I mean? You can't go to Denver and be like, Oh, do you know Mariah? No, I don't think so. But you can do that here. Yeah. It's wild. And so with that kind of mindset, I don't think that there's anything that is impossible to us. As long as we can just, you know, rally around something um, that's, that's beneficial for our city and beautiful for the city, you know, people will buy on because we know everybody, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and, and, and I think that can work both ways, right? So don't, don't be a jerk, you know, otherwise everyone will know. Mm -hmm. But I think more than that, and I, and I think that speaks to just the beauty of this city and, and her culture is that we're so uh, interconnected and intertwined and interwoven within each other. And that's some power there, right? If you can harness that and get people going in the same direction towards the same goal, you'd be surprised how big ideas become very easy to pull off, mm. right? As opposed to, um, you know, just someone you know, go try and start a soccer team in Denver, you know, and who are you going to call? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Where do you start? Yeah. 
<clears throat> but um, yeah, it, it, it just always comes back to my aha moment was just traveling around and, and meeting so many people and, and, and everyone came back to, oh yeah, that's, a, that's an incredible place. Mm. I've been to Albuquerque. And then all these memories and all these, oh, they have the balloons there, right? And they have this there, right? And it was just very, very cool, uh, organic, right? Memories that would just pop up. Nice. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and so I, I came back here with this newfound, you know, appreciation for what I'd always been taking for granted. I had some friends come visit me years ago and he walked outside of my house and it was, it was right at dusk. Mm. So the Sandias had just turned and he, he just stands out there and he's just watching the mountains, literally didn't blink for 10 minutes. And he goes, you get to look at these every day? And I said, yeah, actually I forgot those were there. <laughs> you know, it's just something that we do. We take the beauty and everything good in our lives and we take it for granted. And if it's all taken away, then you realize what mm. you had, right? Mm. Well, when we moved, you know, we realized what we had real fast within the people and within the culture and the history and all that stuff. And so this place is just, because I'm from here, because I, I had my, you know, leaving and, and coming back story, like I just, I just love it. I do. I love it with all my heart. And I, I don't ever want to live anywhere else. Um, I don't mind going to visit, but I'll always come back, right. you know? Yeah. Well, it's good on us for both of you to feel that way. I'm so <laughs> glad. <laughs> Please don't go. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that this, this piece, the critical piece also about your story between the two of you, I really, I don't know that origin story either. I'd love to know how you met. So but, kind, of, kind of the same yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So I had this idea for 10 years. I'm sure he had the idea for around the same time. Hmm. And I called a friend of mine. And his name is Charles Ashley. And I said, hey, Charles, I want to meet with you for coffee. I have an idea. Right. I'm an idea guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not good at really most things. I don't really, you know, you know, consider myself anything honest. But I think of, I don't sleep at night. And I just think of things and I write it down. And some of that comes to fruition and mm -hmm. some doesn't. But I just, th I'm, I'm an idea guy. You have, a, you have a question about something? I have an idea about it. I sure do. Um, and I had this idea, like, what if we were to clean up our own city? And what would that look like? And how would we, how would mm -hmm. we pull that off? I bet you it's not as hard as we think it right. is. So I went and met with, with Charles, and he goes, oh, I love it. This is great. This is fantastic. You know who you need to talk to? You need to talk to my friend Larry. And I'm like, all right, bring him on. So the next day or the next week, I don't remember what it was, we met up. And it was basically the same idea, the same passion, the same heart right? The same love and appreciation for the city, not just bagging on it and not trying to be um, a hero in all of this. Like, and, yeah, and I think yeah. that that's kind of yeah. also like the beauty of all of this Imagine ABQ stuff is um, I, don't, I don't care. He doesn't care who gets the credit. Yeah. Like as long as the job gets done, right. like it's, who cares, mm -hmm. you know? Like I, I, I don't mind doing things like this, but I also don't like clamor for it either like hey i need to i need to get my face show no. like i could care less about that stuff i'm actually an introvert i'd rather be in my house in my room reading a book mm -hmm. with, with some candles on and writing. you know yeah, yeah or writing um but that's how we met and you know it was instant like appreciation like i see it in his his eyes right i hear it in the tone of his voice 
And it just kind of struck from there this idea of what if we what if we owned this idea? What if we owned intended to our own needs mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, yelling about, you know, why they're not fixing that or why they're not doing that, right? right? Or we just have two hands, what are we going to do with them? Exactly. And if it's and, and I'm a chaplain, right? <clears throat> and one of my biggest pet peeves is people who pray very disingenuous prayers. And what I mean by that is like they see a need and they're like, oh, God, help them. Oh, Lord, feed that person. And I'm like, oh, those bother me so much. Like, don't ever ask God to feed somebody when your pantry's full. Mm-hmm. If that's your prayer, then awesome. Cool. That's a, that's a great prayer. Now you go embody it. That's how prayer works. Mm. Right. And um, so last year or yeah, two years ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So our first year we were like, okay, let's clean up the city. And, and how, do, how does that look? And how do we pull this off? Well, you always, to rally people, you always need a common enemy. Always. That's just how we are. We're tribalistic. We're a bunch of, you know, weirdos like that. You always need a common enemy. And so two years ago, everyone was upset about trash and weeds. And so uh, we said, oh, that's easy. We'll make that the common enemy. So we rallied folks about, hey, let's just clean up our city and start where your feet are and mm. start in your own neighborhoods and we'll help you with supplies and we'll all do this together. This isn't going to be a fire department led event. Right. This isn't going to be a red shovel led event necessarily. Right. Like, I don't want it to be like, hey, look what the fire department did for us. That's not the point. I want it to be like, we did this as a community, as a city, we did this. And then we get to sit back at the end of the day and just be proud of what we did. We know? as a collective, as a as city, a city as, as a community. In, yeah, Absolutely. Right. It's always ever been about community. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. So. Gosh, there's so many things. And also part of this bromance that I love is that you're taking it forward, not just in your friendship, but you're also part of the Brotherhood Love Out Loud event coming up, mm-hmm. right? One way or another. Yep. Uh, and that's, I'd love for people to look that up. It's by the time this comes out, it might be a little bit late, but I, I would believe that that's also the kind of thing that will continue thereafter that particular Absolutely. event. So in regards to Imagine ABQ, which was held recently on September 30th, um, I think I saw there was something like you had over 50 partners or, or sponsors in addition to the locations that people could drop off. Do you have an idea of how many people may have participated in terms of comparison to the first year. And it's hard, I know, because you ask people to do the hashtag online. And, right. You know, there wasn't an official sign up. It was just like, please do this. Yeah, it was kind of an amalgamation of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, like, I had a friend who's a metrics guy. He's a numbers guy. Hey, how many volunteers did you have? Right. How much trash did it's you pick up? How many bags? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure we can kind of figure that out, you know, here in the next few weeks once we kind of tally some stuff up. But what I'm more interested in is the stories that have come out of it, right? right? And for the sake of brevity, um, we were cleaning up. I was at Station 5, which is in the hardest part of the city, uh, roughest part. And this, this kid came up to me, and he, he looks at me, and he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? And I was like, hey, bro, this is our neighborhood, and we're just here to yeah. love on it and clean it up. And he goes, I want to help. And he walked in with a limp, with a Chicago Bulls hat on, right? And uh, he got to work bag after bag mm-hmm. after bag after bag. And um, and I was like, hey, bro, stop. Because you could tell he was hurting. Yeah. I was like, go rest, grab a Chick-fil-A sandwich, grab a, grab a Gatorade, and let's just, let's just ch- chill out for a little bit. And he says, no, I'm not done. And I said, okay. He was out there for six hours oh. straight. 
And at the end of the day, he finally came back and he sits down and he's, he's hurting real bad. And, and my daughters come around the corner and he goes, hey, they, those, those little girls look like you. And I was like, yeah, those are my daughters. <laughs> and then my son walks around the other corner. He's got a, you know bags of trash and he sees him and he goes, that, that kid looks like you. And I was like, yeah, that's my son. And he said, you brought your family? I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And he started crying. And he says, he said, and we'd got to know each other a little bit. He says, hey, David, um, he says, I know all the hard homies mm. in this neighborhood. He said, uh, I know all the drug dealers. He says, I know this neighborhood. He says, what you just pulled off is some gangsters. <laughs> and he just cried. And, and that's what I'm interested in. Ugh. Those things like that, yeah. you know, the yeah. stories. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the impact that we had this year, I think, was substantial. Yeah. Uh, we did three murals. Right. Um, uh, all of which I hope people go and visit. The ones mm -hmm. at the YMCA, the ones at Kramer Fields, mm -hmm. and then the one off of Fourth and Mountain. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, partnered with the Dream Center, the we, Mexico Dream Center. We did. Um, that was a very interesting project. That's a uh, rehabilitation house for women that have been sex trafficked. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted a place for them to kind of be able to feel uh, comfortable in their own in their own home. Um, so uh, we, with the churches involved and Red Shovel, you know, because of the manpower, we went in. We, if you were to see the pictures, you'd be pretty amazed. Yeah. We completely cleaned, pulled all the weeds out put fresh paper down, put, you know, I think it would end up being 13 tons of gravel plus 300, 300 square feet of turf uh, all in one day and wow. just knocked it out. And then we partnered with Neighborhood Housing. We cleaned mm -hmm. up uh, six different houses of, of people that, uh, I'm sorry, four different houses of right. people that either didn't have the means or the ability to to clean them on, on their own. Um, so, it, again, it's those stories. The, 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 cra the craziest thing was, you know, the one house that we went to and the woman, you know, my guys pulled up and she says, you know, I've been asking for someone to come do this for three years. And the transformation that her house went to from where we started to where it ended was absolutely amazing. And those, those are the stories, mm -hmm. like Dave said. I think you guys might have been two of the luckiest guys on that particular day because you got to experience these things one on one, that you're in the heart of those stories. And it sounds to me like we might need a follow up to hear more of those stories. Absolutely. I'd love to be a part of your follow-up and your continue on to, to share this platform. Thank you. I would yeah. love to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's end on that high note and hopeful note. And thank you, gentlemen, so much. I uh, hope you have a wonderful day. And, and just trust me, you continue to inspire the city as individuals. And uh, thank you. Mm. Thanks thank for having you. us. Yeah. Appreciate it.